Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the Twilight Histories podcast, you can travel anywhere in the multiverse. Some worlds are familiar. Others are totally exotic. An Egypt ravaged by an ice age. A Carthaginian colony on Mars. A Rome that never fell. If you enjoy history, you'll love these immersive stories that pull you into different worlds. So step on the platform and let's get you on your way. Step into the Twilight Histories Podcast. Gamarjoba, and welcome to the History of Sacarvelo, Georgia. I'm your host, Roberto, and this is Myth 4, The Son's Daughter. Once again, I'd like to give thanks to Sharina Kursikidze for translating these myths and folktales for us. Without her hard work, these would be unavailable for English speakers everywhere. Now, I know I promised that I would release episode 11 this week, but, as I was researching, I found out that I have to go a bit more into Armenian politics to help understand the situation that is revolving around Parzben I. So, I'll take two more weeks to get that episode out, and it basically puts me on my preferred schedule for five episodes, then a myth, and then five more episodes. So, this is where I would usually put some background information on the story we would read if we had it. I searched everywhere and couldn't really find any information, so do with it what you will. On a side note, we're no longer going to have the post-story discussion because that takes longer to edit, and finding common time between Brendan and I has become a bit difficult. Also, new job, less time to do things, the perks of the salaried life. Now, here's The Son's Daughter. There was, and there was not. What would be better than God? There were three brothers. For three days they plowed and sowed the soil, one brother on one side, the other one on the other side, and the third one in the middle. The field of green growing wheat appeared so beautiful that nothing could be better. The wheat field swayed like the sea. The owner's heart too swayed from happiness. One day, the sky became dark and hail poured down. It destroyed the middle wheat field, but the other wheat fields on the side survived. The owner came, saw his field, and became sad, but without saying a word, he took the sickle and set out on the road to seek his destiny. He walked, walked, and came to a rich man's place. This man had a wheat field that needed a hundred days' work. He said to this rich man, what will you give me if I harvest this hundred-day crop in one day instead? I will give you half of it, said the rich man. 
The man went to the field and started sheaf binding. He did this until the noon. Then he took his sickle and started cutting. There was only one sheaf left behind to be tied when suddenly the sun started setting down. The man took off his hat and prayed to the sun, Please, don't go down yet. Wait a little. But the sun did not listen. The man bound the last sheaf. Soon, the owner of the field came. He was surprised to see his field harvested and said to the man, Now, let's divide the field between us according to our agreement. The harvester did not listen, but threw away his sickle and said, And yet fate does not let me take my share. I could not fulfill my promise on time, so let me go on my way. He went. After a long or short journey, he came to one king and became his shepherd for four years' term. He promised that during these four years, no wolf would eat the sheep or no plague would kill them. In a word, even one hair should not be lost and at the end they would divide the sheep between them. One would lead away one half of the flock of sheep and the other one would lead another half. If anything went wrong, the shepherd would get nothing and have to leave. So this man became a shepherd. Four years passed by. The shepherd took such good care of sheep that even one lamb's ear was not lost. He bred the sheep so well that the earth could hardly bear their weight. The time came when they had to divide the sheep between them according to the term. When the shepherd started herding the sheep into the shed, suddenly a wolf emerged from somewhere, grabbed one sheep, took it, and rushed to the forest. In spite of a lost sheep, the king still started dividing the sheep flock between himself and the shepherd, but the shepherd refused, threw away his club, and left. After a long or short journey, he came to a river. He sat down to rest. He looked ahead and saw that the sun's three daughters descended from the sky and started bathing in the water. They were so beautiful that a man's eye could not see anything better. The man rose up, stole up to the sun's daughters, kidnapped one of them and ran away. He ran and ran a long way and at the end they came to an empty meadow. Here he built a small house for them to live in. They started living together, but the man did not go to work anymore. He said, Wherever I went and whatever I touched, I did not have any fate, so where will I go now? The son's daughter had a wish ring. She gave this ring to her husband and said, This is my wealth and my dowry. Neither you nor I have anything else on this world but this ring. If you put it on the ground, the table will spread. If you put it on the table, then the food will appear. If you put it below, the vessels and utensils will be distributed. The man rejoiced and became full of pleasure and more delighted. His heart filled with a desire to invite the king to their palace. His wife refused. Stay in your own bark. Do not try to reach the unreachable. Don't you think it is too easy to host a king? This ring is the only thing we have. Do you want to get rid of it too? She said. Her husband would stand on his ground saying, We have to invite the king and show him our peasant life. Let him see that we are able to host kings too. So one day the man got up and went to invite the king. He presented a gift to the king and asked him to honor his family and come to his house for dinner. The king laughed and said, Who are you that you invite me to your dinner? Still the king replied, I am not able to come myself, but I will send my stewards and viziers. Then he called his viziers and ordered, Go and see why this man is inviting me. Does he have anything or is he making fun of me? So the man went home and the king's viziers with the army followed him. 
While traveling on the road, the stewards and viziers got hungry. They shot a pheasant, gave it to one boy, and sent him to the man's house to roast it. The boy started roasting the pheasant, but his eyes were staring at the son's daughter. The young lady's beauty stole his mind so much that the boy completely forgot he was roasting the pheasant and burned it. When he offered the burnt pheasant to the king's viziers, they inquired for the reason and the boy answered, There was a young lady in that house. She completely took my mind. I did not even notice how I burnt the pheasant. The stewards and viziers hastened the army, mounted their horses and headed to the man's house, desiring to see the young woman. They approached the house and stopped their horses nearby. Then the man came out of his house and with his ring, he passed across the horses and suddenly sacks full of hay and barley were hanging from the horses' necks. After a while, he took off the empty sacks, slid his ring through them, and suddenly a table full of fresh food and drinks appeared in front of the king's army. The stewards and viziers were astounded, thinking, This man has almost no house, no building visible, but how is he able to do such a thing? Then the viziers saw the man's wife and completely lost their minds. So... The son's son-in-law hosted viziers generously. Then the viziers went back to the king. The king asked, How did my serf host you? The viziers highly praised the son's son-in-law and said, He served us the freshest, best food, like a honeycomb. But this is not all. He has a wife, so beautiful, that there is nothing on the earth you can compare to her. She is not worthy of him, but of you, our king. How can I take her away from him? asked the king. Without a reason, he will not let me have her while he is alive. One of the viziers advised, Summon him here and order him to bring you a golden ram, the one that the son has in his kingdom. He will go there and will never be able to come back and his wife will be yours. Immediately, the king requested to summon the man and ordered him, You have to go and bring the son's golden ram to me. The son's son-in-law returned home and told his wife about the king's will. The king is sending me to the son to bring the golden ram for him. What do I do now? His wife said, You should have thought about it before your actions. Now you will not be able to do anything by worrying. You have to go there. Then she gave her husband a sign and sent him to the son. The son's son-in-law walked a lot. He went through many countries, ended the dry land, and approached the sunland. He walked, walked, and came to the place of the sun and moon. The sun was gone to the road to shine on the land. The moon saw the sun's son-in-law and recognized him. Full of happiness, the moon let his mother know that their son-in-law was there. They inquired the reason of his visit, and the moon said, The sun will come back, and you will not be able to endure his shine. It will burn you. So the moon turned the man into a needle and stuck the needle in the pillar. In the evening, the sun came home. I feel a smell of human, he shouted. Who dares to come to my domain? What are you saying, said the moon with anger. You are the one who walks all over the world. Perhaps you brought a human smell with you. Now, if your son-in-law were here, would you burn him? Asked the moon. No, said the sun. I would just take a look at what kind of man my son-in-law is. Then the moon turned the needle back into the man and let him stand in front of the sun. The son lovingly greeted his son-in-law and asked him the reason of his visit. The man told the son, The king is competing with me for your daughter. He has heard somewhere that you have a golden ram and sent me here to bring the golden ram to him. You have nothing to worry about. The son strengthened the man's heart. 
Let's go to my garden and take a rest first. The son's son-in-law went into the garden and was delighted to see it. Indeed, the garden was very beautiful. Some plants and flowers were blooming, some were blossoming, some had newly emerging leaves on them, and some were ripe. The son told his son-in-law, Stay here in the garden and rest. The wolf and Elia will bring you dinner. The son's son-in-law was hungry, so he sat down and waited for the dinner. The wolf came and brought a table with him, and then Elia appeared and brought food and drinks. The son's son-in-law had a club. He called the wolf to his side and told him, For four years I was taking good care of sheep, so that I never lost even one lamb's ear, and at the end of the term you came and took one sheep from me. Why did you do that? Then the man hit the wolf with his club and smacked and smacked the wolf for as long as he pleased. Then he called Elia at the side and asked him too, Remember that I had a land and my wheat field was growing in the middle of it? And then you sent the hail and laid my wheat field on the ground? Why did you do it? Then he hit and punched Elia's eyes with his club and grubbed them out. The son's son-in-law sat and had his dinner. Then he rose and struck and smashed the son's garden completely. He cut and shattered all the trees in the garden and destroyed it from the top to the bottom. Then he sat to rest. The wolf and Elia went to the sun to complain. The sun came to his son-in-law and saw his garden entirely devastated, so that even his enemy would cry about it. Why did you do this? asked the sun. His son-in-law replied, Why did you make it so that I only had one wheat field and Elia sent the hail and wiped it out? Or during the four years I served the king for nothing because the wolf made me lose my share? Or when I harvested the hundred-day wheat field in one day and bonded the sheaves, there was only one sheaf remaining, I asked you to wait, and you did not even shake your ears. The son had nothing to say. Then he gave the golden ram to his son-in-law and sent him back peacefully. When the man returned to the king with the golden ram, the king lost hope he would never get the man's wife and asked his viziers, What can I do now? One of the viziers advised the king, Send him to the other world and order him to bring your mother's ring from there. The king sent for the son's son-in-law and gave him the order, Go to the other world and bring me my mother's ring, the one she took with her when she went there. The man came to his wife and complained, Now the king is sending me to the other world. He wants to take you from me. The wife gave her husband one apple and told him, Roll this apple, and wherever it goes, you follow its trace. The son's son-in-law took the apple, rolled it, and followed it step by step. The apple rolled to a metal. Here the man saw a deer with her antlers reaching up to the sky. He greeted the deer, and the deer greeted the man and asked, Where are you headed? What brought you here? I am going to the other world, said the man. I have to take the ring from the king's mother and bring the ring to the king. Bring me some remedy too. I cannot carry my horns anymore, asked the deer, the man. The son's son-in-law passed the deer and came to a rocky place. Here he saw an ox. This ox has no water to drink or no grass to eat, but he is so fat that his flesh is bursting from heaviness. Surprised, the son's son-in-law asked the ox, You don't eat anything, so what made you so fat? I will tell you the answer on your way back, said the ox. The man passed this ox and came to a beautifully decorated meadow. The grass winnows like a sea at the blow of the breeze, and the springs are gurgling and glazing between the grasses. There is an ox in the meadow, his face is veiled, and he cannot eat or drink anything. He is so lean that even a magpie will not take anything from him. Surprised, 
the son's son-in-law also asked this ox, Why did you become so lean when you have plenty of food and drink in front of you? The ox answered, I have seen many going that way, but I have never seen anyone coming back. The son's son-in-law passed the lean ox and met a priest. The priest had his church hanging on his back. He walks and whenever he sees a man, he puts the church on the ground and prays for him. The son's son-in-law greeted this priest too. The priest asked him the reason of his journey, and the son's son-in-law in turn asked the priest the reason for having the church hanging on his back. The priest asked the man, If you are headed to the other world, perhaps you could find out what I should do with this church. I could not possibly wear it on my back my entire life, so bring me some answer. The son's son-in-law passed his priest and went ahead. After a long or short journey, he came to one place. Here he saw a wife and husband lying together side by side on the handle of an axe, and there was still space remaining on both sides of the handle. Astounded, the son son-in-law looked at the wife and husband and then asked, For the sake of God, how is it possible that you both lie on the axe handle and still there is an empty space on both sides? The wife and husband replied, We have seen a lot of people passing by, but never saw anybody coming back. Wondering, the son's son-in-law passed also this place and after a long or short journey approached another couple. He saw the wife and husband lying on a buffalo skin, one of them rolling to one side and the other one to another, kicking each other and pushing each other to the sides. The son's son-in-law approached and greeted them and asked, What is the trouble upon you that you are lying on a buffalo skin and yet it seems so small to you that you are fighting over it? We have seen many going in that direction, but we never saw anyone coming back, responded the couple. Go there, and if you ever manage to come back, then you will find out the reason. The son son-in-law passed this couple also and continued on his way. Along the way, he saw one woman. This woman has gathered eggs and tries to build her castle from them. She starts, rises the building a little over the ground, and then the eggs fall down. Then, the woman starts putting the eggs together again. The son's son-in-law approached this woman and asked, What are you doing? Who can possibly build an egg castle so you are trying to build one? The woman said, Go, and if you ever manage to come back, then I will tell you why. The son's son-in-law passed this woman too and continued his journey. He approached an oven. Here he saw a woman standing. She puts a dough white like cotton into the oven, and then she takes breads, dark like a mud, out of it. The son's son-in-law came to this woman and asked, what is the reason you put the white dough into the oven and you take the black bread out of it? I have seen many going that way, but I never saw anyone coming back, replied the baker woman. Try to come back, and then I will tell your reason. The son's son-in-law passed this woman also and saw a man on the road. This man is lying like a bridge across a canyon, and everyone is stepping back and forth on him. The son's son-in-law asked this man, What has come upon you? The bridge man answered, I have seen many going that way, but I never saw anyone returning back. Go there, and if you ever come back, I will tell you the reason. The son's son-in-law passed his bridgeman as well and came to the king's mother and asked her, Your son sent you a message to return to him the ring you have brought here with you. The king's mother gave the ring to the son's son-in-law and said, Take this ring, give it to my son, and tell him his mother is sending him this message. Because you never give me any rest and bother me and give me trouble, let it be that your viziers eat you and goddamn you. Then the son's son-in-law asked the king's mother, Here's a story. There was a deer in a meadow. Her antlers were reaching up to the sky. 
she could not walk anymore and asked me to find some remedy to cure her. Also, there was a priest on the road, walking with a church hanging on his back. He was putting this church everywhere he saw any man passing by, and he was praying for them this way. Can you also send him a message? What should he do with his church? The king's mother said, Tell the deer to drink the may water and her horns will fall off. Tell the priest to take that church and put it in the middle of a village to hang bells in it and ring these bells when the times for prayers come. So whoever wants to pray will go there and do so, and whoever doesn't want to, they will not go there. It is not their fault. The son's son-in-law took the ring and went back. On his way back, he asked the bridgeman the reason of his sufferings. The bridgeman replied, I was the chief of the bridge. I never allowed anyone to pass the bridge for free. I never knew the sufferings of the poor. I was pulling skin off the rich and poor equally, and now you see the tortures I am going through. The son, son-in-law passed the bridge man and approached the breadbreaker woman. The woman told him, In that world I was so greedy that when I baked bread and some hungry traveler or a poor person was passing by, I would bury my eyes in the oven as if I did not see anyone, making sure that no one asked me for bread. Now I am suffering so that no matter how white the dough is when I place it in the oven to bake, it will still turn into earth. Then the son's son-in-law came to the place of the egg castle builder woman. This woman told him, In that world I was stealing eggs and now here I am, suffering this way. The son's son-in-law left the egg castle builder woman and after a long or short journey, he came to the couple lying on a buffalo skin. They told him, In that world we hated each other. The whole world was too narrow for us. We could not live together and now even on the buffalo skin, we can't make room for each other. But as much as we hate each other, we will never be able to separate, and that's why we are suffering so. Then, the son's son-in-law came to the couple lying on axe handle. They told him, In that world we loved each other, and here we love each other too. For a wife and husband who love each other, even this axe handle, is not a small place to live. Only they have to keep each other alive. After a long or a short journey, the son's son-in-law came to that priest who had a church hanging on his back, and brought him the message from the king's mother. Then he passed his priest too, and came to that lean ox at the beautiful meadow with plenty of food and drink on it. The ox told him, I never did anything good for my master. I was useless, and that's why I am suffering now. The man passed the lean ox, and approached the place where he first saw the fat ox. He came to the ox, and the ox told him, I was devoted to my master. I never betrayed him, and a master was taking a good care of me. Now, even if I don't eat anything, I still will be fed. The son, son-in-law passed his ox and went to the place where he saw the deer, with her antlers reaching the sky. He told the deer the message from the king's mother, Drink the may water and you will get rid of your horns. And indeed, the deer drank the may water and her antlers disappeared. At the end, the son, son-in-law came back to the king and brought him the ring and his mother's curse too. Suddenly, the king turned into a rabbit, and his viziers turned into wolves and ate the king. The son's son-in-law acquired the king's property and possessions. Wait, that's it? That's the end of the story? What? What? This isn't about the son's daughter. It's just mentioned like three times, maybe twice. What? <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed that story and feel as confused as I did. I saw the number of stories in a book and rolled a dice to help me pick which story I was going to read. 
Now, next time, we will actually be on episode 11, The Empire of Cartley. To support us, feel free to look us up on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram as The History of Sacramento, Georgia, on Twitter at History underscore Georgia, on our website at historyofsacadavello.com or on our email at thehistoryofsacadavello.georgia at gmail.com. Sacadavello is spelled S-A-Q-A-R-T-V-E-L-O. If you would be so kind in aiding with purchasing sources, I have a link to the Amazon wishlist in the transcription and on the website, but it's only if you want to. Also, a review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast host goes a long way with getting the word out about the show and helping us reach new people to learn about Georgia. Madloba the Nachvamdis, and thank you for listening to The History of Sakatvilo, Georgia. See you next time!